After some weird, weird technical difficulties to start with, um, bless the girl before us forgot to uh, <laughs> turn the <laughs> turn the feed off. So if you all heard the start, especially my parents, ma'am, I'm so sorry for the, swear, the swearing in my, up to my phone. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to this week's episode of Think Mental Radio. Again, I'm your host Flo, and this week we have a new guest on. And this week's guest is my lovely friend Lillian. Say hi. Hi, I'm Lillian. Uh, so, uh, this week, Lillian, what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about university and alcohol. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I feel like this is a pretty prevalent problem. I feel mm-hmm. like this is quite a big topic, especially we've just had freshers, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start with some stats again, like I did last week, because I like a few stats, you know. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. I love a good survey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, this survey, the first one comes from, I think it was in 2015 they did this, so could do with an update. Um, And also, so many of the um, surveys that I did find were from America Mm. as well. Um, I guess because, like, when you're in college and in uni, it's underage drinking, so I guess people see it as a more of an issue but yeah um so they found that um drinking um was um problematic amongst university students um and was associated with social phobia poor academic achievement and lifetime use of any substance and peer pressure um 15 of university students suffer from problematic alcohol usage and can actually be classified as alcoholics mm. And 58% of university students reported that they binge drink or consume more than the government guidelines per week. So, with those stats in mind, 58% mm. is huge. Yeah. And I think that is across all UK universities. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that's not just King's, although... I do I think London has a bigger are. issue than, uh-huh. than some other universities. Maybe, yeah. Although I think maybe some of the ones further out, because there, it's cheaper. Yeah, that's true. I think London as a city is like one of the like second highest or one of the highest cities of like alcoholic mm-hmm. issues maybe yeah. not just students Alcohol but in general yeah. As well, yeah i mean yeah even af- outside of uni mm. like in work life yeah it's huge is um is drinking as part of like your work social life yeah it's like a thing yeah um so 
I've got a few questions. Um, so the first kind of thing to think about is, do we think that there's like a lure to drinking alcohol? Do you think it's like, it looks good or? I, I, I do think so, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, lots of times in pop culture, people talk about the law to, like, you know, cigarettes. Um, yeah. And you have, you know, like, Lana Del Rey and things like that. That's true. Um, and I don't think people often talk about the kind of, like, aesthetic that there is to alcohol, but I mm-hmm. definitely think there is. I think even if you, um, you know, so I myself am sober, mm-hmm. um, and lots of the times when I'm, uh, you know, out at a bar or pub and things, I'd prefer sometimes to drink a non-alcoholic beer than a Coke, say, because it looks like I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely, even as someone who doesn't engage in drinking culture, there is definitely, like, an aesthetic yeah. to it still. Yeah. Um, you know, even with things like mocktails and cocktails and stuff, sometimes I'll pay more for what is essentially just juice for, you know, the look <laughs> of it. Yeah. So even when you separate yourself from drinking culture, it's still very prevalent, mm. even as someone who doesn't drink. That's true. Also, like, kind of FOMO as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I, I feel like a lot of your social life will revolve around drinking. So yeah. So there is definitely, like, a definite, definite fear of, like, missing out if you, you know... The whole oh, thing, you know, how it's, how it's unlucky to, like, toast with water, you know? Yeah. So if you're celebrating someone's birthday or it's New Year's Eve or Christmas, even even family events, not just university events, there is a, definitely a thing about having a drink in your hand, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, so I definitely think there's a law to True. alcohol, 100%. There's also, like, not a lot else to do sometimes. <laughs> do you no, know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. like, when there's nothing to do and you're it's like, oh, it's just go to the pub yeah drinking and and also i think you know even when you're at the pub like having something in your hand having something to talk about people Mm -hmm. be like oh what are you drinking you know what's your poison things like that yeah if you don't drink um sometimes it's hard to it can be more difficult to maintain those kind of casual conversations because i do think at university in particular lots of the small talk revolves around drinking culture yeah so it's I haven't found it harder to make, you know, long-term important friends, but mm. the kind of small talk, if you don't drink and engage bit, in yeah. those, you know, behaviours, it like smoking as well, yeah. um, it could be a bit harder to... That's true. What do you think about um, peer pressure? The ideas of peer pressure. Do you think that you get peer pressured more at uni to drink or um, not as much? Um, I do think there's definitely a peer pressure at uni. I think... Um, you know, lots of the social activities revolve around alcohol, things like freshers, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to bars, the vault, um, pub crawls, things like that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the ways that university students are told that they should interact with each other involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. I also think something you mentioned earlier about, I think it was like a social phobia or something. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing of like sometimes I'll talk to people who are kind of sober curious and their big question is how how do I how am I going to go out and engage with people mm. not so not not drinking yeah um so I think there's a big pre- peer pressure from from universities from societies from other students to drink but I also think it's a lot of like the messages we're told that if you don't drink you're going to be anxious and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to be you know singled out and I do Mm -hmm. think that there's a truth to that but I also think that um you know there are lots of people that will make you feel included and comfortable whether you drink or not Mm -hmm. you know yeah true I mean I think like for me when I came to uni 
I kind of like got got through the drinking phase when I was younger. Like it's because I'm from Yorkshire. It's like a big thing to start <laughs> drinking when you're like 14. Yeah. So like I used to go to those ho- like house parties and mm. ten and stuff, and like we would drink and get silly and yeah. and just you know. So I kind of got that over and done with, and then went through a big phase when I was like 16 to 18 of just not really drinking that much. Mm. Um, I think also as well, like I remember just like at prom, like when I was 16 and just b- before prom when I went out quite a bit, like the fear of like losing control a little bit Mm. got to me but also like just everyone was drinking everyone was drinking everyone was doing shots and if you're not doing shots with them then you were just like singled out as boring yeah and god bless i am anything but boring i never (laughs) want to be seen as boring in my life i don't want want to perceive me as that i'd rather someone called me so many names than boring it's the worst thing i could imagine oh my god i literally i remember someone was once like oh my god you're boring i was like literally call me anything else please no literally i was like no i am anything but boring Mm. don't ever label me as that so i think and then when i when i moved for sixth form i got in sixth form and i was like okay maybe i can calm down Mm. (laughs) maybe i can chill out also the school i went to people didn't really drink as much Mm -hmm. um and so i kind of just calmed down but then as soon as i got to uni i don't really know what it was i think it was just like you know when you like realize you're an adult and you have free yeah. will and you're like okay I can just kind of do what <laughs> no I want one's now. gonna stop me yeah uh, who's gonna stop me I'm just gonna go out and be silly and drink too much so yeah. I kind of just started doing that and then also like I think in war studies it's a, we had a, a huge thing every week where we would go yeah to the pub we'd go to spoons every week on a Thursday it was like a thing after a lecture that we had um and we'd all just drink too yeah. much and I think that kind of just started it there I was like right okay cool yeah I do I'm think <laughs> I do think yeah there, there is a bit of a culture in Waterloo specifically never mind mm-hmm. just university um with drinking I mean I'm not sure how it is in in other, in other courses which in is other courses. Studies, so but yeah I think um I think Waterloo is big for it mm. um I mean obviously I'm in the Waterloo society and with the society the pub crawls are always a huge turnout mm. um just because I yeah, think I also if you look at if you look at the demographic of of war study students, obviously mm-hmm. it's becoming more diverse. But yeah. you do tend to find it is people that are kind of of you know maybe a more wealthier background, and I do think yeah. that those people can afford to yeah, to true. engage in that drinking culture a mm-hmm. bit more. And so I think that not only is there that peer pressure to drink, there's that peer pressure to spend money and yeah. and like we were talking about before, aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, but like to 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 um you know maintain a sort of appearance. Yeah. Very true. So speaking of groups of people mm-hmm. and war studies, etc., do you think there are different types of groups of people at uni that drink more? Because what jumps out to me straight away, thinking about that, is sports. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this a little bit last week with me and stuff. And the sports socks are infamous for drinking and drinking. So we um, have friends that do different sports socks, um, like rugby and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, all all their initiations, all of their freshness stuff is all just centered around drinking. Yeah. Um, So I looked at um, some stories from different unis as well, not just ours. Um, about their kind of initiations and, and what they do for freshers and, and all this. And so I found a, a article by The Tab, which The Tab are a student-run, um, like, tabloid. Um, they started at Cambridge, but Kings have their own as well. But, um, yeah, so I looked at some of their stories on there. And Manchester University, their rugby team, um, there was a story about them 
putting a dead rat in a big like keg of cider no. that you have to bob out like bobbing apples whilst the rest of the freshers also drink pints no. out of there which is like no. actual hell on earth yeah and then also one of their things is is you have to drink so much before you go out that if you haven't thrown up then you're you've lost basically like oh throwing up is like obligatory it said um another one which absolutely i was like this is insane cardiff rugby again it's, it's always rugby, rugby. <laughs> it seemed to be like rugby hockey and, mm. and like boating um, well, I mean, again, those are kind of more stereotypically yeah. upper class sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can kind of afford it. Afford it more. Yeah, especially this one, Cardiff Rugby. The maddest challenge of all is the a thousand pint challenge, nope. where the team have to drink a thousand pints before heading to the student union. No. And because it's a team <laughs> as well, like that's something like twenty people drinking yeah. a thousand pints or attempting to drink a thousand. Uh, God bless. They are not making it nope. to sports night. No, they're, they're not. not. Making it. They're not making it. <laughs> Um, there's also boating club that waterboard their freshers with beer, and oh we talk about rugby who um, fill water guns with vodka, yeah, and like squirt them at people. Which like that one isn't as bad, but it's very problematic. Yeah, I mean to say the least. Um, you know, we both went to a rugby um, kind of taster session, and I remember yeah. uh, talking about the kind of like socials and mm-hmm. stuff, and it did kind of seem like the onus would be on sober people to inform um, social sex and uh, presidents of their sobriety to yeah. make sure that they weren't kind of inadvertently, or you know, yeah, given alcohol or forced to drink alcohol. Yeah. And I think that like, I think that like that kind of does kind of really talk about a bigger issue mm-hmm. when it comes to the fact that like drinking alcohol is so ingrained in everyday life but yeah specifically kind of sports societies and sports groups mm-hmm. where it's so expected that not only do you drink alcohol but you're going to be kind of happy to be have it forced upon you yeah. it's not even really considered that some people don't drink alcohol i mean then you get into issues like you know there are some religions and groups that prohibit yeah. the drinking of alcohol it's not just like a social choice it's like a cultural thing yeah um especially for like you know more middle eastern type countries mm-hmm. um because over we have a friend that was in um what's stock last year who people would just call her like boring or call her names mm-hmm. for, for not drinking and she's like that's oh, just it's a cultural thing yeah um but yeah. Like imagine thinking someone's gonna give up like, you know their like their their culture yeah. and, and in some and in some religions what's the kind of like path to enlightenment, yeah. you know, to engage in, you know, Thursday pub crawl, like that's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah. Um so kind of travelling on from from the drinking thing is like problems associated with drinking. Mm-hmm. So when we were in first year, I remember we had the spiking epidemic, which um, did happen at King's. Yeah. Um, I worked at the student union at one of the bars. Um, and we had cases of, of girls being spiked and um, us having to send them to hospital, mm. testing positive for rohypnol, which is a date rate yeah. drug, which is like one of the heaviest, yeah. heaviest type drugs to use. This isn't even like slipping extra alcohol into somebody's drink, which is still no. a form of spiking. Mm-hmm. Like spiking comes in many different forms. You can It can be literally somebody slipping extra alcohol into your drink to get you drunk yeah. faster um or it can be people trying to put you know ketamine or other substances yeah. in or it can literally be um rohypnol which mm-hmm. rohypnol's effects are horrid yeah like i saw some in first year i saw a girl that got spiked with rohypnol and um 
you literally lose control of every part yeah. of you like you can't move you, you can't speak like picking them up is like picking up a rag doll mm-hmm. and it's literally horrendous and I think that people kind of just thought they could get away with it because it was funny for mm. ages I remember one of the one of the boys on one of the sports teams ended up accidentally getting spiked but his mate who did it just said to him oh just thought it was funny just thought it would be funny to do that what the hell I just think like you know like, a joke has to have a laugh right it's not like, yeah do you see like, anyone laughing literally um and I think it's just the kind of idea that like oh like drinking brings about this idea of like oh we can just do silly mm-hmm. silly stuff we can yeah. just do stupid things and go away with it um because it just looks like they're drunk no no like it's not a good cover-up no and also I think I think lots of people assume that you know oh you can avoid spiking like just don't drink and things like that I've been spiked you know in a a coke that had no alcohol in it and that's you know I think that had I been drinking I might not have known I'd been spiked Mm because that's 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 the danger of it you know you just think oh maybe I've had one too many or maybe I didn't eat enough Mm -hmm. I knew something had happened because I was like that was that was coca-cola yeah um and so i think that um it's just so just so prevalent that you know yes drinking might make it worse Mm -hmm. because you might not realize what's happened but it happens to anyone and everyone and i think that like the fact that you know drinking culture and then also you know what attaches to that of like the culture of taking other substances and mm-hmm. things like that because lots of people won't take other substances unless they're drunk lots of people yeah. won't smoke unless they're drunk that's true like social smoking social mm. drug use is a huge thing yeah i mean people talk about what is the gateway drug the gateway drug is alcohol, alcohol. like yeah. it's not weed it's not anything else it's alcohol Literally alcohol yeah i have friends that won't smoke won't vape mm. vaping like like is huge when like i have people that sober would be like i would never do anything yeah. like that as soon as they're drunk it's like mm. give me a little yeah. of that and I'm like this is it just leads to leads to so much other stuff I think people are way more willing when they've had alcohol to 100%. do stuff like that I think that's also a big reason why people drink yeah I actually think people want to lose their inhibitions yeah again because of that social phobia thing yeah. you know things you'd never be able to do or don't think you'd be able to do sober you have a drink and then all of a sudden it's yeah you can you can you know go up to people and dance and you know but then also the flip side of that is you end up doing things that you might not have thought you'd do, like smoke, like vape, yeah. like take other substances. Yeah. Anyway, on that positive, positive <laughs> note, we're going to play a little tune that I think I accidentally did also start playing earlier. God bless. Um, so on the topic of alcohol, I thought, you know, I like to choose songs that are kind of surrounding the topic or, or similar. Theme. So um, this song is <laughs> the song that my mum used to play all the time um, on like a on our like Google Alexa, whatever, Siri, HomePod, like, Mm. country playlist shuffle. And this is um, Shania Twain's Hole in the Bottle. without letting it upset the functioning of their body and mind. It relaxes you, makes you more congenial. I just had one that helps make a gathering cheerful and friendly. <laughs> it ain't my fault, so don't blame me. I swear I just came here to unwind and have one drink. The way it looks ain't what you think. This cabernet has a way of vanishing on me. There's a
get us another one. <laughs> go, girl. So, next topic of conversation, Lillian. Um, you said you would be up for talking about kind of your sobriety journey. Because mm-hmm. I think that was quite an important thing to talk about. Yeah. Not just like for you, but also just for people to listen and understand that like it's a thing you can do. Yeah. 100%. You know. So, um, tell us tell us a little bit about why you went sober. What what started that journey for you? Yeah, um, so I, um, you know, for legal reasons, this is a joke, um, engaged in, you know, quite a bit of drinking and drinking culture um, when I was younger. Um, And so, you know, like you, I feel like I did kind of get a lot of that out of the way before university. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was, um, you know, at the end of 18, early 19, um, I, you know... Before this point, I had, you know, been able to drink in moderation, but um, I definitely felt myself kind of no longer being able to do that. And I felt a lot of the time like I was using alcohol to numb a lot of, you know, uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just even feelings in general, not just uncomfortable ones, like any feelings, any thoughts. I kind of just wanted to, like, ride the wave of, you know, not being, you know, conscious. Yeah. and it kind of got to the point where I thought, you know, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as an alcoholic. I think I think also that's because people tend to, because we have such a prevalent drinking culture, people, you know, tend to think of alcoholism as, you know, you have to be unable to hold a job. You have to be, you know, like waking up in different countries and, yeah. you know, like the, the really severe end of alcoholism. But I do think that really, you know, a problem with alcohol is any time where it's impacting you know your your daily life where you're mm-hmm. using it as a kind of like balm for your emotions and things like that yeah. um so I kind of came to the realization that I was either going to lose some people or you know lose myself by continuing to drink um and I kind of just made a bit of an impulsive decision one day to stop it was <laughs> you know about 10 days or so after my 19th birthday and so our house still had you know quite a bit of alcohol in it mm-hmm. and that's you know what I was drinking I was constantly going out to like our shed and you know yeah getting more and more uh drinks and everyone else in my house was you know at work so no one really noticed and I think that's a big reason why I felt almost like a fraud at first because mm-hmm. I had to like not only explain to people that I was sober but then explain that I had actually had a problem with alcohol because no one really knew yeah um and so, yeah, the the reasons for me were kind of to go back to feeling my emotions, even if they were uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and also, you know, I did kind of want 
to go on a journey of um, improving my self-confidence. I think a lot of the reasons why people don't become sober or don't drink less is because they think that their confidence will be you know diminished and at first it might be but I've found you know more confidence than I've ever had mm-hmm. by being sober I think that also comes from just generally uh, stepping away from like social expectations yeah I found my confidence grew a lot when I came out mm-hmm. um as a lesbian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because when when you start to not do the things that people expect from you um you lose the kind of other yeah. expectations and so you can kind of just make an evening or, or whatever what what you want to make mm-hmm. of it um but i do think that um any for anyone you know curious about being sober um don't think like that you have to have had a severe problem yeah to be sober because i think that that's something specific to alcohol that we don't really have with other substances or you know cigarettes or mm-hmm. or you know other unhealthy habits like binge eating and things like that people don't go like oh well you know it wasn't that bad so you shouldn't stop yeah people you know people wouldn't go oh well you weren't smoking every day so why why should you stop they just be like oh good for you yeah but if you stop drinking and people don't know that it was severe or maybe it wasn't even Uh severe it's kind of thing of like oh well if you weren't an alcoholic why why are you gonna stop yeah i think that's just the those social acceptance mm. that it's normal and yeah. that it's okay to drink and I also think you know it's a big idea that once you turn 18 or sometimes even younger than that that you start to drink yeah. and there is no real expectation that you have a phase out of drinking like there is yeah. with other substances and cigarettes you might start them you know you might start smoking, we're gonna stop one day but there is an expectation that one day you will stop and if mm-hmm. you don't it's kind of like a, oh that that sucks mm-hmm. you know if you start you know taking drugs or you know smoking weed there is this thing of okay but you're going to stop one day like maybe when you become a parent or something like that Mm -hmm. there is no expectation of ever stopping to drink people Mm. start and then they do it until they die which if you want to do that that is totally fine yeah but i do think that it harms a lot of people that are maybe sober curious or could potentially have you know a life sober that is Mm -hmm. totally fulfilling for them yeah there is no real there's no conversation about stopping because Mm -hmm. it, it seemed that you don't unless you have a problem and sometimes even if you have a problem oh it's not a big enough problem so don't worry yeah. about it mm-hmm. I think that's I don't know almost like a, a government thing mm-hmm. as well you know how there's there's so much emphasis on, on quitting things I keep yeah. getting adverts on my phone from Southwark Council about quitting smoking mm. and I was like I already quit what are you talking about <laughs> yeah <Yay. laughs> I already quit round of applause everyone at home I please I have such good self self will self discipline mm. yeah I have a strong will guys don't worry <laughs> about it um, but like there's so much more onus on like you know these these things are you know you should quit you shouldn't yeah like on the front of cigarette packets there's pictures of yeah of, could you imagine of, if... premature babies yeah. with like struggling to breathe and it's like you don't have those on the front of no, could alcohol you imagine if on an alcohol bottle pretty... there was a picture of fetal alcohol syndrome? Yeah. Like, do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but on the front of my my gin, like my, my gin bottle, it's, it's like pretty. We were about. They're yeah. so pretty. Like, there's some. Cause I work in a, in a pub as a manager, and we work with um, a brewery who that all their artwork is is members like people that work for the brewery, and mm. it's so nice, and they're so pretty, and they're so really, they're really cool. Yeah. Um, but like, imagine if there was a warning on the front to be like you know they have I know they do have warnings on some bottles like yeah. on the back of, of a bottle it'll, there'll be a picture of 
a pregnant lady with a line for it. Yeah. And then it'll say, like, how much the government guideline is per week. But in small print on the back, yeah. and that's literally it. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, do you think that this, like, not drinking has actually affected your uni experience? In, in any way, good, bad, um, middle ground? I mean, so, yeah, so I've never... I became sober uh, before I started university, um, so I've never experienced, like, university life uh, while drinking. Mm-hmm. I was definitely fearful um, of starting university sober because I was pretty freshly sober mm-hmm. when I began yeah. uni. Um, maybe, you know, like, a couple say, of weeks you went, you went to far a month. into it when we, when we first met in first no. year. You were, like, weeks into it, weren't yeah. you? Um, and I definitely think that kind of helped at first because I was so, like, determined at first. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that kind of, like, confidence yet. So it was, you know, it kind of uh, scary at first. But um, I definitely think that um, most people really don't care. Yeah. Most people, good people, are not going to not be your friend because yeah. you don't drink. They're not going to not include you because you don't drink. I think that there's an expectation sometimes when I tell people that I don't drink, that I don't like bars, that I don't like pubs. Mm-hmm. I, I love a pub. Yeah, Put me in a pub say, any day. I, I love it. Yeah, I remember worrying about this when, like, we first went somewhere. I was like, I, well, I was obviously going to invite you, but I didn't mm-hmm. know, like, whether you'd want to be around yeah. alcohol. Um, I remember we went to the we went to Spoons once, <laughs> and you were just like, I love, it love a spoon. I love it. I love a little spoon. <laughs> Listen, get me in the den the local, man. I'll have my Coke. Yeah, my Coke, my pub chips. Game yeah. of Uno. Oh, Listen, any day. This is, yeah, it's just, I could make an aesthetic board of you and it would literally be like... <laughs> a pub. <laughs> literally like Coke. <laughs> a bottle of Coke and some pub chips. And she's happy. Um, yes, you know yeah. me. So I feel like it's it's nice that not that like you can be included you can you can Mm. still go to these places and it'd be fine yeah and i also don't think you need to find you know special people to accommodate i think that most people are going to be like that i mean i'm very you know happy and grateful that i found you know you and our mates are pretty yeah our mates are chill they are they're amazing and i think that you know you guys really helped me through my sobriety journey 100 percent. i don't think i'd be where i am without you guys (laughs) Cutie. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, nine out of ten times, one of us finishes after two pints anyway. Mm. We just count on Serena to have a Guinness <laughs> and then be like, right, it's me. She's such it's a mum. She's such mm. a mum. And also, you guys always let me sniff your alcohol. True. <laughs> Sometimes I do want to smell true. the cocktail. Do you know what I mean? Uh, true. Uh, yeah, if it's a nice cocktail, like a little French martini or something, I'm like, here, give this away. It's <laughs> well nice. Bit of pineapple and raspberry, darling. It's lovely. Yeah. Do you know what? Um... Speaking of though, just cocktails and, and, and mocktails and things, um, what do you think of the non alcohol alternatives that we have? I don't think they're fab. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're getting better. I think that lots yeah, of definitely. the alcohol alternatives that you can find if you look for them are good. Mm-hmm. There's this brand called Three Spirits yeah. um, that are really good. They have, you know, a few. They're not really spirit alternatives, like they're not, you know, a gin alternative. That's not what they're called. Yeah. Um, but they have, you know, um, one's like a social elixir one's a kind of like like more of like a nighttime kind of like settling down kind yeah. of drink kind of like a whiskey or something mm-hmm. um, but it's not it's not a whiskey alternative um, and yeah. you can take quizzes and find out like what drink you know is good for you and stuff mm-hmm. and so I think if you seek these things out there's lots of really good alternatives because these lots of these drinks use things like um, 
you know herbs and uh mm. you know plants and things like that to kind of yeah. create uh, effect um but you know it's rare that i see them i've never actually seen them in a bar or a pub we have some am I? i've seen some what three spirit no no, no not three you, spirits. Yeah. i've seen three spirits somewhere though because they cool. opened up um not three spirits but there was the bar in covent garden that's opened there up is. that is a sober yes bar and it's just a completely alcohol They probably free. have that. They're actually a really good company because they spoke to our pub about, like, inviting us to one mm-hmm. of their openings. And um, they're really good. They look really good. I so definitely want to I want to look at them. Out. I can't remember what they're called. I'll have a look um, in our email somewhere. Um, sea Lip is a really good gin alternative. Mm-hmm. It's still made of juniper because juniper is, like, the main mm-hmm. ingredient in gin. Um, but it's completely alcohol-free. And yeah, and also there's stuff coming out on draft now. There's loads of beers. There are always yeah. going to be alcohol-free beers because people just. And I love an alcohol-free cider. I can't lie. I, yes, true. I, I did used to drink beer, and I didn't mind the taste of it. But I'm called like one. I just don't. For me, uh, I wouldn't really drink an alcohol-free beer. Yeah. But an alcohol-free cider, a nice fruity down. one. Yum. <laughs> Absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah, so the record like one is lovely and i do appreciate that the bottles are you know obvious enough that you know that you're not going to accidentally drink alcohol yeah. but they're not so obvious that if you had one in your hand people would know yeah because i do think that sometimes you just don't want to have to sometimes i don't want to have to explain to random people yeah. that i don't drink alcohol so sometimes mm. it's nice it's true <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i can't be bothered with the conversation because also i find that people tend to um people tend to really feel like they have to justify their their their, their drinking. own drinking habits yeah. to me <laughs> And sometimes I'm just like, you do what you, you want. You do what you want. I'm not judging you <laughs> like, at all. I'm totally here for anyone in my life that is sober curious to have a conversation to. And I'll totally like be open to advocating, you know, the benefits of it. But I'm mm. also not going to tell people to be sober because yeah. it's an individual choice. And it's just not going to be permanent if someone else makes it for you. Exactly. Um, so we're going to segue off and play a little tune. Uh, we're going to play... A bit of Oasis, because <laughs> I love Oasis, why not? Um, Blur or Oasis? You asking me? Yeah, go on. Oasis? I don't know. I don't know, Flory. <laughs> um, I don't know how your mother would feel about, <laughs> about that. Either. I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask Becky how she feels. Okay, anyway, this cigarettes and alcohol by Oasis.
Okay, we're back after the little Oasis intermission. <laughs> the jam. Yeah, so let's have a wee look. What are we doing next? How does university help with alcoholism? Do you think university has anything out there that kind of helps, like, you know, people struggling with alcoholism? Do you think it's, is it very visible or not really? Um, I mean, I don't know about other universities, but I don't really think so. I don't yeah. think it tends to be uh, something that universities really put much thought into. Um, I mean, you know, I did like a little bit of, you know, like research before today. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the things that universities talk about when they talk about alcohol is alcohol misuse policies. Yeah. It's not really talking about like the effect of alcoholism or binge drinking mm-hmm. on a student. It's really talking about, you know, uh, keeping you know university representation a certain way. Yeah, um, reputation is is a huge thing. How yeah. how uni looks through students' bad behaviour. Yeah, yeah students do it anyway. <laughs> no. uh, do you think um, do you think uni promotes drinking? Like our uni specifically, do you think it promotes drinking? Um, I would say probably yes mm. um i think that i think that um you know like we were talking about earlier with sports societies you know sport is big at any university mm-hmm. you know i do think it's quite big here um and you know i think you said something before um before we came on uh, earlier about kind of you know sports societies being kind of like a bit of an advertisement yeah for drinking. it is a walking advertisement yeah. for drinking and so i think that you know as an institution if you're going to you know know about these things mm-hmm. and 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 have them be such a yeah, prevalent part so aware. yeah if you're gonna be such a prevalent part of the university and then do nothing to combat it then yeah. i think what is that other than promotion yeah because i think when we're looking at uni like it's a sp- Ugh, especially art uni mm. um like we have two bars two venues that do have a sports night every single week mm-hmm. which is 5 p.m to like 2 a.m yeah i think was when we used to kick them out and they have drinks like drink deals on like when we were in first year i think it was four pounds for a double mixer like which Whoa. is like you can get that for like that'd be in my pub that'd be like nearly 10 pounds mm-hmm. um and then there'd be like shot deals on where it'd yeah. be like three Jager bombs for like ten pounds or something, yeah, or four Jager bombs ten pounds something like that. But they'd be like, you know, they have all these deals on and like all these discounts and promos on every week, and that is just like to me, because when you have like a personal license, which is something that you have to have to allow your employees to sell alcohol, you have to sign it off yourself basically. Um, there's like licensing objectives and and one of them is to like like is protection to to not promote mm-hmm. binge drinking mm-hmm. to not promote like like unhealthy sales like these yeah. are like bad promotions because it just promotes uh, like binge drinking and, and yeah and at the like that. at the welcome fair i mean you know the vault for example if you, you know, lots of societies will have incentives for following their social medias and mm-hmm. the vaults was, you know, you get shot glass. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I'm going to take it because it's free, but like, yeah. what am I going to do with this? Yeah, <laughs> um, my friend goes to York and when she started and she went to their, like, they have colleges at York, so they have like mm. different um, colleges. When she went to her fair, 
um, their rugby team was handing out alcohol for everyone. <laughs> if you signed up and you bought a membership for rugby there and then, you could have like four Carlsbergs or four oh Heinekens, whatever. So, and it was like the same for like but where's my six pack things. of Coke, please? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, what if I sign up? I want Coke, please. Um, yeah, so it was like if you sign up, you got alcohol. Yeah. And also, like, I know on, on some sports nights and things that, um, some people will like there's like societies will pay for drinks and things mm-hmm. like if, yeah. if you go to the vault and you have like a running tab or you have or just like they pay for things you can get it back on expenses so you know and there's i think within universities i think that it should definitely be like you know more um sanctioned a bit more mm-hmm. you know really looking at these like promotions and and events that you're putting on and and think is this actually a healthy thing to do yeah if we are literally sending students home in taxis every week because they mm-hmm. literally cannot stand um because that's what it was like when yeah. i worked for student union it was every single week we were kicking people out for being drunk um literally kicking people out and then leaving them damn sometimes um when we had a different manager and it was just like even with security this is just still like unhealthy that Clearly, some of the staff aren't trained well enough to mm-hmm. notice whether people are drunk or not. Yeah. Because um, it is illegal to serve somebody when they're drunk. Literally mm-hmm. illegal. But I think staff just need to know, be a bit more aware of, like, who is drunk and who isn't. Yeah. And even if people argue with you, you still have to say no. It's the law. And security there for a reason. Just send them on their way. But I think maybe uni needs to take a bit of a better look at, at kind of what it's promoting, I think. Because yeah. Um, I think they do definitely have a responsibility mm-hmm. to their students. Yeah, um, do you care? Yeah. And also 100%. as well, um, I was just thinking about Freshers' Week. Mm-hmm. Um, the student union have like a wristband to go out every single night in Freshers' Week to an event at one of their student union, at oh one of their God. student union bars <laughs> every single night. Because I know like one of the, like they have like the scrubs one where everyone dresses up in doctor's scrubs and things. Oh, yeah. it's like they are very infamous like Freshers' Week. Mm-hmm going out every single night response which is insane because you're just you're just setting them up for failure from the start yeah well, i mean like, that's what freshers flu literally is like freshers flu is a cold but <laughs> you're hungover at the same time that's what it is <laughs> yeah it's you just literally like beating up your immune system yeah. by doing silly things like drinking off tables mm-hmm. and drinking out people's shoes for like initiations that's, that's insane <laughs> yeah that's horrid Jesus. um i'm sabrina telling telling me about um her boyfriend alex goes to the uni of sterling and he's with rugby and they did a, a crate he called it the crate escape or something and it's where everyone has to bring a crate to the prees and all the alcohol in the room has to be gone before you go before you set off a student union like <sighs> honestly if you're doing no. like rancid things like you know literally drinking off of a people or drinking off Oh, belly buttons and could not imagine anything worse. listen mate <laughs> when i first heard about body shots that was it for me <laughs> i was like nah what is this world come to this is not it for me but yeah um do you think that the uni should have more incentives for like sober events and and stuff like that yeah i think so i mean something we were talking about earlier is you know you have lots of well-being events that loads of different societies put on for things like well-being week and stuff like that and um you know you've got things like dry january and stuff where you know the university and the student union could definitely um encourage societies to put on sober events yeah um i also think that there would be you know a place for some sort of you know 
hotline or information service about binge drinking about um you know so sober curious people or even just you know how do i take a break from drinking yeah um more guidance yeah 100 percent um i think more warning as well yeah i feel like we should instead of promoting going out we should have it with at least like a but please like, be a bit more responsible. And mm-hmm. also I think like maybe teachers and things and like professors should, and, and people who see you more like personal tutors should probably watch out a bit more for. Yeah, like, just some more like, The you know, signs of, of students. Yeah. And a wider much. kind of like education, I think of everyone yeah. really, of the fact that alcohol is, you know, the gateway drug. It, yeah. Like it's, it's not just, you know, I think there's this weird idea that people have that, you know, because it, because it, like, alcohol kind of happens naturally, that, like, mm-hmm. it's healthy for you, you know? There are people that advocate for a glass of wine a day, mm-hmm. you know? It's actually not just not bad for you, but good for you. And I think mm-hmm. that that's just insane. Um, I don't think it's true. I don't think it has any real merit. I mean, alcohol, the reason it has an effect on you is because, it, you know, you are mildly poisoning yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and there are you know social benefits to it like you are going to feel different it is going to have a kind of effect but let's not pretend that it's something that is good for your body because it's not mm-hmm. and i think if we really accepted that and had more more conversations about it i think then universities would have no real choice but to follow suit yeah. and and inform and educate their students and mm-hmm. their staff definitely well Lillian, that is we're running out of time. This is all we've got time for this week, which oh, is really yeah. sad, I know. So thanks everyone for listening again this week. We have so much more I wanted to say. I feel like we could have carried on for hours. Yeah. Yet again, I think I need a, I need a longer slot, so <laughs> I might have to ask about that. Um, but thank you everyone for listening. If anyone has any thoughts, feelings, opinions on it, let us know. Send it to the Think Mental uh, Instagram or comment it on the post um, of our show for today. And if anyone's got any ideas for the future as well, let me know. And we're going to play you out with a little song. Um, do you know what? I think I'm in like a bit of an indie mood today because I'm definitely like an Arctic Monkeys <laughs> when mood. When are you, you not? Know what I mean? It's true. So today we're going to be playing... Uh, playing us out is Certain Romance by the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs>